Yesterday, a retired clown asked me if I was half psychic. Hmm. <laughs> Isn't that a bonkers sentence? It is. Right? To start your it morning? It is unprompted. I was on like a date. Oh. Too. So, <laughs> so, oh, Cronin. So not only. Oh, no. Yeah. Who's the lucky lady? <laughs> <laughs> so we were, we were going around the bookstore. Yeah. Classic, classic date move. Classic date move. Going around the bookstore. The book and store. she had held up this platinum clown badge. Right. And um, this woman, this old woman had been wandering the store. It was just me, my date, the bookshop owner, and then this old woman. Right. Which should have been my first indication. It's um, true. And. She probably cleared the store. Yeah. Just to Yeah, witness. exactly. Because mm. no one came in. Yeah. Until after this woman left. Well, clowns are very powerful. Yeah. You know, they're kind of the shadow behind the government. Part of me wonders if this the was a squeaky, whole squeaky, goofy shadow. Because what? If, oh, what if, they were trying to entrapment. Yeah. What are you they, saying? Clown entrapment right now? I, I kind of feel like it's a little bit of clown entrapment because know. my date is the one that showed me the platinum clown badge. Are you suggesting your date was in on it? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Just a little bit. This has some layers. It's got layers yeah. and I kind of feel a little played, but I'm also like, shit, I, they got me. I you know, think, honestly, yeah, if I I'm think, that gullible, I don't deserve the shoes. Right. I mean, I understand why you might be feeling it was out of left field. Yeah. Like it, super kooky crazy. But <laughs> had you been talking to this retired clown? And also, once a clown, always a clown. So <laughs> this clown. True. This this clown. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I had been trying not to because I was doing something else and I didn't really want to I should have I should have talked to her more because she seemed like a very interesting clown. Sure. This clown assumed I was also a clown, a clown, but professionally. Mm. Mm. And I don't know what came over me, but I lied. Whew. And I'm feeling clown guilt because I said I was. <laughs> well, you're training, right? I'm, you're well, practicing no, every day. No, I said Ooh. I worked private events. You've never clowned at a private event? I've never clowned at a private event. Oh my God. And I also, for some reason, said I also clowned at children's parties. She asked well, those me are I, private events. Yeah. Yeah. And she asked if I was a part of the, the clown event that happened in Charlottesville. Okay. I don't know about the clown event that happened. In Char- I said I was busy that day. Huh. I, 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 I thought about it and that so I was you busy. panicked. I panicked and I lied. Wow. And I'm feeling a lot of clown guilt and I have to come clean. So is this your... This is my confessional. This is your confessional? Well... This is my clown confessional. Though I'm a clown enthusiast and I practice every day. Yeah. uh, I am not (laughs) and would never claim to be a full clown, you know? I know. Um, I know this about you. So it's actually... I don't know what came over me. It's a misplaced confession. Is it? You know, it's like walking into a Catholic church and, you know... Telling the altar boy all oh, of your sins. Yeah. You know? <laughs> when, the, when the cloud comes to Colin. Yeah. So <laughs> basically what you've said to me is, hey, I clown sinned. I clown sinned. And 
I can see the appeal I, yeah. of clown sinning. It's so easy to clown sin. Yeah. Because like a clown came up to you, yeah. which is like your lifelong dream. It's it's always been. And yeah. I and I, I don't know if I fumbled. It was bad. <laughs> I lied to a clown. You Yeah. I mean. I lied to a clown. I don't know all the rules yet. But I think lying to your clown brethren I right at the top. Yeah, I think it's like number one clown sin. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a like transgression. It, it, it goes lying to clown, yeah. murdering as a clown. No, I think you have that wrong. Because murdering as a clown is definitely the biggest, the biggest? fuck you to clown culture that okay, you can do. Okay. Uh, probably like murdering as a clown murdering and then clown. like terrorizing the public as, as a, a clown. clown. But it's in the top three, at it's, least top five, top five, maybe top ten. You know, top again, like I, I don't know all the rules yet. Yeah, and when I and I know them none out, of them because I'm not well, clown. Unfortunately, it kind of sounds like um, I told her my clown name. Oh man, dog! I told her my clown name and Ooh. like the rules of Faye. I feel like she could now mm. just take it. It's hers now. <sighs> I just feel yeah. like you crossed a line. I did. Yeah. Because if you had been like, well, I've been training to become a clown. Yeah. Uh, I would First of all, I would have gotten probably a pamphlet. Yeah. She might have pointed you in the right direction. She could have become. She could have been a resource for good. Your clown Yoda. Instead, you know? I, I clown sinned. Yeah. Uh, but instead, you clown sinned all over yourself. I did. Which, honestly, sounds kind of funny. <laughs> I wasn't there, of course. <laughs> so it was it was bad. I do have a witness. She Ooh, can attest to the to well, me clown sinning. You're you're kind of confessing right now. <sighs> yeah. And um that's fine. But yeah. I think I speak for the brotherhood I hope to one day join. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, we stand on the shoulders of giants. Of course. Yeah. I think I could pr- honestly say you're you're probably going to be expelled over this. So, um, God damn it! Do you have any clown apology? I I have so many. Uh, any I'm clown sorry. regrets? I have so many clown regrets. <laughs> <laughs> I I regret not making my shoes slightly bigger. Sure. For not even acquiring a red nose. Mine's blue. That's a stereotype, and you should put that in your pocket. I know. Yeah. I sh- your big clown pocket. Well, I guess civilian pocket. Oh, uh, no. I've been expelled from clowning. Yeah. And, like... I feel bad. I do. Uh, but, um... It's, it's, it's a real tragedy. Hey, you know, maybe, maybe they're very understanding. Well, I'm also... I have a worry that... What's your worry? Because I gave her my clown name, uh-huh. that I might be summoned before the clown council. Before the clown council, um, it's a possibility for sure. Yeah, um, because as you know, she went right home and she wrote a scroll and then gave it to the nearest circus rat, and um, it reported to because I'm not I'm not even written the, in the clown book. citadel to yeah. check the book oh, fuck I'm not even written in the book yeah so I I don't even like like my egg isn't there I know they're not gonna oh, 
fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I, I worry that I'm going to be I'm going to be making some tea. I'm going to be hanging out. Mm-hmm. And then boom, I'm in front of the clown council. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a very tiny car will pull up. And then, boom, clown SWAT team. Oh, no. Yeah. I hate when the clown SWAT team shows They're up. They're just going to scoop you up, <laughs> oh, bag you pretty comically. Yeah. Um, Everybody's going to think it's a make a Make a real mess. That's yeah, true. All the neighbors are going to be so yeah, amused. Everybody's going to think it's a bit, yeah. and no one's going to help me, which Fucking is why I needed to bring you in on cream this. Cream pot. I'm not I, helping you. Ah, uh, no. No, if the clown council summons me as a character witness, I'm playing this audio for them. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm just going to uh, be like, this you know is what? what they told me. That's that's fucking fair. Like, It's fair because... I'm not risking I my baggy pants and big shoes over your mistake. You're right. You know? I want you to keep your golden horn. Thank you. Yeah. I... Mine's silver, but... Oh. Again, Again. <laughs> no open clown mind here. Yeah. I'm, it's stressing I, me out. It's just it's that like, the fuck out. I've been working on this bit where uh, I produce a tiny umbrella. It's hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not risking everything I've built. I know. Yeah. You, you've built this, <laughs> this clown so, empire from yeah. the ground up. I'm sorry to hear it for, for you. Um, yeah. Sometimes clowns walk as strangers among us. I feel like that was like a test. And I failed. Mm-hmm. I failed almost immediately. Yeah. It feels and like you fi- you finally got that tap. I you got, got that, that tap. I got tapped. And you fumbled. And I fumbled so hard. And I'm so sorry. Yeah. I apologize. I will go back to the beginning. Mm. I will I will build a, I will build things from the ground up and honestly. So please, Clown Council, mm-hmm. allow me back. I promise I'll do better. It was a big boo-boo. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real sorry. Clowns are gathering. They're checking the big book of clowning. Yeah. It's hilarious. Don't get me wrong. It's very funny. <laughs> but and- whew, any any like last words or... I so I said to my I told this to my mom and she went, You didn't you didn't tell them about Bumajangles, did you? Oh and shit. And I went, I did. Oh man. And she went, I can't believe you lied to a clown. Yeah. <laughs> that's rough, man. You Wha- you just needed to say it was your special interest. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our real, actual, fake podcast. I'm Ellie. That's no. very lackluster. Oh, I feel, no. right? I was so ready to, to say um, I'm Cronin. Yeah, I know, but it was pretty lackluster. It was lackluster. What if I did it? What if I did it? Here, do it really fast. Okay. Welcome to our real, actual, fake podcast. I'm Cronin. Oh no. Down ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> they know where they're at. I, you know, I'm they know sure. What in. You didn't get to do your howdy doody nonsense. No, I didn't. Yeah. Aww. Welcome to our real, actual, fake podcast. I'm Alec, and I'm Cronin. See, that feels so That's nice. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. right. You that know, felt like comfy. It feels as though um, whatever I do, um, energy-wise, you will be a howdy doody sailor. Yeah. And um, 
really takes the pressure off. Yeah, you know, I like that I'm Robin. <laughs> you know, to your Batman. Oh, I'm Batman? That's You're cool. Batman, but like Adam West Batman. I'm afraid, though, um, that you can't be my Robin. Why? Um, I have a brother-in-law, and uh. actually the day I met him, uh, we were both... Uh, working at a mcdonald's as teenagers and um i had forgotten my name tag and my boss had made me a new one that said the batman damn it and he wandered up and he was like you're the batman i'm your robin because that is his first name well there are multiple robins i could just be another one nope i uh i only have the one Uh, so can i be nightwing you could, except that's the original Robin. Oh, shit. So. <laughs> Damn, that's reserved for him. Yeah. Ah. You're like that alternate Robin who only exists in like a couple of runoffs and they use a slingshot or something. I could use a slingshot. I'd probably hit myself in the face, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least I get a cool costume. Uh, that's really I mean, all I'm in it for. Debatable. I understand the crime fighting and everything, yeah, but yeah, yeah. spandex? Hell yeah. So yeah, no, I already I already have the Robin. Oh. Space is full. Yeah. So. Okay. Sorry to hear it. I'll be an aspiring fan. Uh, okay, but don't turn into like, uh, you know... That guy from the, yeah, yeah. from the Incredibles. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not a good look to like get your feelings hurt and then become a villain. Yeah. I won't do that. Yeah. I, I first of all, I just remember that I just couldn't mentally. Just, just remember that like <laughs> disappointment um, is just a part of life. Yeah. It's really how you handle it that says who you are. And if you go off the deep end and become a supervillain, you probably weren't a cool guy to begin with. That's true. Though, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, Incrediboy, uh-huh. he had little jet boots. That was yeah, awesome. That yeah, that was sick as hell. Yeah. So maybe everyone in that situation could have learned a little bit. Yeah. They would have had jet boots. They would have had jet boots. They would have had jet boots. You know. Damn. Plus, and like, not to be this guy, but they were outlawed because of that incident. Oh. So like, he would have only had a sidekick for a couple of months. Yeah. But now my question is uh, this. Would he have gone off the deep end when he was told he couldn't superhero anymore? Ooh. And still become Syndrome? I feel like he might have gotten... Like, he would have gotten the opportunity to... uh, Was it, like, finalize the, the boots so that they wouldn't, like, malfunction or anything like that? They didn't malfunction. His boots worked exactly properly. His inexperience with superheroing means that Bon Voyage, Bomb Voyage, voyage. attaches an explosive to his cape. Oh! And he doesn't notice, and he isn't situationally aware enough to listen to Mr. Incredible, who tells him that it's happened. Mr. Incredible has to throw himself grabbing the cape and they tumble out of the window while he removes the explosive from Incrediboy. Right. Incrediboy points out that the only reason they're having trouble flying is because it's not calibrated to carry people the way it is. Oh. And in fact, neither of them plummet, right? 
Yeah. The boots are able to support them both. It's just that the flight pattern's all fucked up. Right. Okay. It's so... nothing but misunderstandings all the way down. I hate the miscommunication yeah. trope. But, and this is important, if you don't have flowy fabric that isn't really attached to you. You right? can't have bombs put on you. You can. It's but just that you would notice. Convenient. Yeah. Right? So what's really interesting about the Incredibles arc and Syndrome's uh, ultimate demise is that if he had learned from his interaction the positive message that he's inexperienced and it's dangerous for kids and on top of that, capes are bad. Capes are bad. He wouldn't have died. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, even if he took the bare minimum away from that interaction, he wouldn't have died. Which right. are, capes are bad. Capes are bad. I think he would have gotten that, like, knowledge by being Mr. Incredible's sidekick. He could have, but Mr. Incredible had a stick up his ass about never having... A sidekick. A sidekick, because he works alone. Yeah, fucking lone wolf, this guy. But really, it makes sense. Yeah. So... Some heroes need teams, and mm-hmm. that's okay. And even these lone heroes can learn to work in teams, a la the Justice League. Right. right? But if you are the strongest, like, living human, mm-hmm. right, around, yeah, going to your full potential would actually be very dangerous. Especially for a kid. Especially for anyone nearby. You right. Know? Okay. So he's already having to treat the entire world like it could break. He doesn't need the added stress of a non-super child. Right. You know? Yeah. And later when I know what you're thinking, The Incredibles, the Pixar movie. Yeah. Isn't this really old? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but <laughs> even the lesson he learns later, which is to, you know, accept help and work in a team is a family unit of supers. Yeah. So he doesn't have to worry about Dash getting in the way. He's super fast. He doesn't have to worry about hurting his daughter. She literally has force fields. You know what I yeah. mean? His um, wife, she'll stretch all the way out of there. And she has and has had a long and storied career. Yeah. She has the experience not to get in his fucking way. Right. And to know when he's going to need distance and time to be as powerful and as strong as he can. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he would have passed off Incrediboy to a different superhero, maybe? I don't know. I just think... Because, like, to Frozone, maybe? I just think that there were options in play that, because of the stressful situation, he maybe didn't think all the way through. Yeah. Like, does he really have to be the one getting the cat out of the tree? No. Incrediboy can fly. Yeah. And quite honestly, it was already being handled. Yeah. Right? You remember this opening scene. Right? He's just dealing with literally Holy. anything that's reported. Right. And he's like, including, he's heading to his wedding, right? Yeah, yeah. Including a cat up a tree. Yeah. He does stop um, bank robbers from getting away using that same tree. Right. Sure. But that there would have been less damage 
if he had intercepted the bank robbers and ignored the cat in the tree. ignored the cat because Incrediboy has that handle yeah you know he's getting that cat down so all he really had to do was talk to him for five fucking seconds and he's constantly going he doesn't have time but he but stopped yeah. for a cat yeah he had so much time right? to do like literally everything villains already existed in this universe Aren't, wait, so are all the superheroes in the city at his wedding? So are they not getting the calls? Some of them are. Okay. And you, you see some of them in the flashback, and then later you see that they're dead. It's right. fucked up. Yeah, it is super fucked up. But no, not all of them. Okay. Just his friends. Just his friends. But my point is that villains already existed, which means being rejected by a superhero as a prodigy has probably already happened. And if it hasn't, then it's at least similar enough to why the villains do what they do for him to have come to the realization like a grown-up that like treating his fans poorly is going to have consequences. Could have consequences. He should have gone back and been like, hey, sorry about that. Was kind of stressed out. If he had just gone, because his name is Billy. Yeah. And he's clearly dealt with him before. Right. Like, hey, Billy, we've talked about this. These situations are too dangerous. Yeah. Now, there are times where you could even do what I do. There's a cat up a tree on 8th. Go handle it. I want a full report. Yeah, if he did that, then first of all, he would have a uh, nice little paperwork to deal yeah, with later. But that's the thing too. The, the kid wouldn't have bothered him. The pitch that Billy eventually, or is at least trying for, is that he can equalize, uh, balance the the playing field using technology. Yeah, which is great. Except that, like, he works with Edna Mode who is like a brilliant designer and engineer. And frankly, he could use like a man in the chair. Yeah. Like, uh, you have some skills and I will put you in the field for the stuff that like won't get you fucking murdered. But in the meantime, I have this person. Yeah. You're you my go, eye in the sky. Go train and, with this woman. And go yeah. learn from this person. Yeah. You know? We jump forward. He's just like a very well-known designer in his own right over there. Yeah. You know, meanwhile. It's like Edna can't take all those fucking. Well, she doesn't, but like she's clearly the best. Yeah. You see in um, The Incredibles 2 um, where uh, at the end of the film, um, they've all been through the ringer as it were and the only suit to have any damage is Elastigirl's new suit yeah. which wasn't made by Edna that's really funny mm-hmm. I forgot about that I know it's I know. been so long since I've watched The Incredibles was Look, it only was it only two movies that I'm aware of yeah. and, a, and a pretty fun ride at Disney <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and a uh, Jack Jack attack. Right, 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 right. Which is right, that right. Uh, shorts? Yeah, the, the shorts. shorts. Yeah, yeah. The Disney Jack shorts. Jack attack Disney short, um, which explains what babysitting Jack Jack was like. Right. 
that poor babysitter. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, her memory's erased. Yeah, it's, it's, she'll yeah. be fine. She'll, she'll be, be fine. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And I know what you're thinking. Yeah. I mentioned before that the aftermath of the bomb voyage attack is what outlawed superheroes. And I know the eagle-eyed among you are probably thinking, wait a minute, wasn't it that he saved that guy right before the attack? And yes, yeah. that is it, it's the lawsuit by the man <laughs> whose life he saved right before Bomb Voyage was doing some right. dastardly deeds. Right, right, right. So yeah, I misspoke. So I know we talked a lot about um, a movie some of you may have seen and some of you haven't. And for that, I almost apologize, except that I had fun and I'm not going (laughs) to apologize at all. In fact, I take take back my apology entirely. Sorry for the spoilers. It's it's no Sky High. uh, Sky High holds up. It does. It also has babies. I just, yeah, <laughs> superhero babies freak me out. Yeah. I, I can't, I don't think I would be able to hold a baby with superpowers. I would feel afraid for I don't know. safety, like, my safety. Is, the are they like, safety. are they telling me like up front, they're like, hey, um, it's a super powerful, super strong baby. I'm like, I could drop kick this baby. And they're like, yeah, you could absolutely drop kick I this baby. I feel like that's a trap. I mean, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, but it's, it's a trap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. I, I, don't, I, I don't know that able... trap is the right way to look at this. Uh-huh. I think it's an opportunity. Oh. You know? To drop kick a baby. Drop kick a baby. You can do it at least Provided once. it's super strong, this baby. Yeah. If this baby's swole, you can probably kick it. <laughs> oh. um, here, here's our uh, legal disclaimer. Never drop kick a baby. Don't do even it. if it's swole. <laughs> Would you want to babysit a superhero baby? Would I want to babysit a superhero baby? A couple questions. Yeah. A little bit of a follow-up for you. Uh, Do I know they're super-powered? Not on the first night, I think. Um, I think you go in with this is like just an average. See, but that... But I think you're aware that superpowers exist in the world. See, that becomes do I want to babysit? And the answer is, I will if someone needs me to. Okay. But like, for, for, do you want to babysit a super powered baby to be a valid question for me? Uh-huh. I have to know going in. Okay. Also, if you have a super powered baby, PSA. PSA. If you have a super powered baby at home and <laughs> you like hire a babysitter and then, and then you say <laughs> you say nothing about your baby's superpowers, you're a menace. Yeah. You're one of them villains we're hearing so much about. <laughs> you are what's wrong with society and you should be stopped. Okay? I'm calling child protective services on you. Because you burn down the neighborhood by not telling the the poor underpaid babysitter that you have a super powered baby that your fucking baby shoots lasers or whatever. <laughs> it's fucked up. That's really fucked up. Yeah, that is fucked up. Yeah. Fuck you. You should be ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so you're sitting down for the interview, and they've disclosed like, oh, and by the way. 
the baby is showing signs of having I, superpowers. I would need to know what kind of powers to feel fully comfortable. Okay. Because if they're like, yeah, it's nothing major. Um, it'll just maybe become invisible. And I'm like, well, are they at that toddler phase? And they're like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay. Um, not a big deal. What's the protocol with that? The protocol, I'll tell you right now. Oh. <laughs> if your baby can sometimes be invisible, it's <laughs> it's fine until they're mobile. Right. Right? Then because you gotta put that baby in a box. <laughs> something all parents are probably thinking right now. You already put babies in boxes. You know, baby gates are a thing. Right? So you gate off their play area and then around the gate you dump flour on the floor. Ooh. And then if they get out, you can at least follow their footprints. Oh man. Uh, so what if the baby is invisible but can also fly? If the baby is invisible and can also fly, then you have a real I own a bird situation, <laughs> which is it's somewhere in the house. Yeah. Just don't maybe open any the, doors or windows. Maybe in the, <laughs> maybe in the cupboard. Right. It's still a young person. Right. Right. And now it's flying about. But <laughs> it's also not being stealthy necessarily. No, you know? I'm assuming this baby's giggling the whole time. Yeah, but, and this, in my opinion, is the only appropriate time to use the child leash. <laughs> <laughs> like you, a balloon. You strap a little monkey to its back <laughs> with a big, long leash. leash. <laughs> and if it starts to float, if it starts to go, yeah, that's starts, fine. Yeah. You know, I'm also assuming that Ooh, invisibility would, doesn't necessarily extend to its clothing. I, I kind of would also go with like the balloon around a turtle route where you would you attach like a balloon, a balloon to the that back really of the turtle. only works if it stays on the ground. Mm. This child, um, because what if you have a ceiling fan? Oh, no, yeah. you're right. Which is why the leash is important. Okay. Also, okay. keep the ceiling fan off yeah. if the baby can fly. You probably shouldn't even have ceiling fans if that's a possibility, yeah. right? I mean, you didn't know it when you bought the house that's that you true. would eventually become pregnant or adopt a baby With who can fly. fly. They probably, honestly, through the adoption process, they're probably really quiet about it which another PSA yeah. if you're an adoption agency <laughs> and you don't disclose that the baby has superpowers you're part of the problem yeah you are part of the problem and you should be stopped yeah I'm gonna you. call the child protective services against you now <laughs> alright just be very upfront with the potential family hi yeah are you cool if the baby flies because like the first time and then the family's like like on purpose. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It has the ability. It can do maybe sometimes it might be invisible. Yeah. I just think it should be an extra couple of boxes on yeah. the application. You know. But they didn't know that before they adopted and or conceived a super baby. They just had ceiling fans in their house. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what if this baby has like ice powers or like elemental powers that could Again, cause damage there's, to the house? Again, a, there's a lot to be said about superpowers unchecked doing damage to property and people. Uh-huh. Right? That's just part of it. Okay? But if your baby can combust, you're gonna have fucking fire extinguishers everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately... You're probably using a lot of tinfoil. 
Ooh, you know? tinfoil that baby. Like yeah. a hot potato. You, just, <laughs> you tent the baby. <laughs> tent the baby. And until it has control or you can find a place that'll teach it control, it, the baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think they sleep in a, a, in a little tinfoil tent. Oh my God, that's and so funny. One of you has fucking Firewatch, literally. <laughs> has Firewatch at night to put out the baby, baby. if it can bust. Just imagining a baby sitting in a high chair at the table during Thanksgiving. They don't explain it to guests, but the baby is wrapped fully in. You know what? Oil. Another PSA. <laughs> if your parents and you're having family and friends over for a holiday get together, and you don't tell your guests that your baby might combust, you're part of the problem. <laughs> you're one of them villains we've been hearing so much about, and you should be stopped. You should be stopped. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, like, we could just go through the Rolodex of superpowers, but really, I think most problems are solved by a leash. <laughs> leash your babies, kids. <laughs> this sponsored by Leash Your Baby. Yeah, baby I mean, company. like, <laughs> I think when they first started um, coming back in fashion, because I'm sure if we go back far enough, we find leashes for kids again. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, and I remember this, and maybe you do too, everyone was super judgmental of the weird little animal-themed leash backpack things. Right. Okay, great. But everybody's like, I would never. Then you see Pet Cemetery, Cemetery. And you're like, and you're like actually... Fuck, would never have happened if he was on a leash. Right, yes. The, I... Have seen that clip. Yeah, I do understand that. You know reference. what I mean? Yeah. And they're they're Horrifying. they're sprinting, and yeah. they're like, no. Uh, what? It, but if you it had a been certified baby leash, if you had a certified <laughs> tested baby harness on a leash, pegged into the ground, or slipped under one of the legs of your chair, <laughs> that baby's not dying. You don't bury it in the pet cemetery, and you're not horrified. But that what comes back? Yeah. You know. All right. Why are you burying your baby in the pet cemetery? Uh, because uh, they find out whatever you bury in that ground comes, it comes back to life. Oh, okay. But I didn't know sometimes dead is better. Dead is better. Yeah, sometimes. Some, some, yeah. What are the incidences that it's... I don't know. I don't go into it Okay. Uh, with the guy who cryptically tells me all this information because, and this is true, I'm not a character in pet cemetery. <laughs> I'm just here you know, singing I, praises of the baby leash. I'm sorry. I looked at you. I looked at my Stephen King book and I went, you know, that guy, that guy yeah. looks like he's actually Mr. Cemetery. King, Mr. King. Hey, Mr. King. What's um, up? You Stephen do, King, of course. you do write, uh, a lot of stuff about Maine. Yeah, don't, don't, don't worry about him. He hasn't read enough of your books to really know, That's but I'm just talking to you about pet cemetery right now. Are there instances where alive is better? Hmm? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and if so, when? Yeah. All right, cool. Take that down. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, roll around that noggin. Uh, currently working on Fairy Tale. Ooh. Just picked it up. I hear your son decided on a happier ending, which honestly, so far, I'm about halfway. I'll probably appreciate it. I'll let you know. This isn't the one where Matt can't catch a break, right? Or is it okay? No, Matt Can't Catch a Break is a completely different set of books <laughs> because I am often reading and listening to multiple. It's true. Is this the one where it's the 
there's a goat. The guy's going down a bunch of levels. No. No, the, that's there's that's, a game happening. That's by Matt Dinneman, which is maybe your confusion. Okay, and that's the Dungeon Crawler Carl books. Okay, which I do suggest. Carl. They're a fun read, but they're not super PG. Now, the <laughs> the more kid appropriate is the the Kenneth Opal's uh, Airborne series, oh. where my man Matt, not the writer Matt. But the fiction, the fictional character Matt Cruz, Matt Cruz, sales- like Tom Cruise, does he do Tom Cruise stunts? I mean, at one point he's almost thrown to his death, and <gasps> he uh, has this—he has this um, almost orgasmic um, experience uh, of like flight. Orgasmics may be wrong, but also kind of correct. correct. Okay, um, euphoric. He has like this euphoric moment where he's about to be thrown to his death. And my man, Matt, can't catch a break, Mm -hmm. as you know, um, because at this point, he's serving on the airship his father literally plummeted from his death from. Mm -hmm. And now a pirate is trying to commandeer the ship and throw Matt to his death. And now he's in the air and he's having this moment. Uh, this euphoric moment, this real uh, zen, zen moment of like, oh, I can fly until his brain kicks back into oh. place. And he's and like, he's oh, like, right, ah! I can't. <laughs> and, you know, he's on an adventure. He's meeting the girl. He's falling in love above his station. Aww. It's got everything you need, you know. Does it have dragons in it? No dragons, but uh, it does. But it I does mean. have flying cats oh, okay. and flying squids those. in the second book that those electrocute you to close death. Close enough to oh yeah, yeah. close enough to dragon. I'll and I actually I'll haven't finished the third one, though. I do say uh, you should all read it. Are there heists in this? Uh, what, what do you, d- define heist? Um, because in the second book, uh, uh, Skybreaker, uh-huh. my man Matt Stephen, bear with me. <laughs> I'm just catching my boy up. Uh, he's studying with a navigator because he's at the he's at the academy oh, shit, to congrats. learn yeah, yeah which is great yeah. that's one break he caught hell you know? yeah matt but, did catch a break but the dude he's working with has a heart attack and dies oh, and no. then he's thrown off the ship back again, and then back everyone's everyone's after him <laughs> because he knows the coordinates of this old ghost ship what yeah it's fucked up guy are you are you telling me matt both caught a break and didn't catch a and break. Didn't catch a break. Yeah. Meanwhile, his girlfriend's like flirting with this dude, but uh, it turns no. out, it turns out that even though she's highfalutin, high society, and way above his tax bracket, she still likes him. Oh, well, yeah. She which still is a likes break. Him. But then he loses the plans that would basically undo the oil God industry. Damn it. Yeah. Can't catch a break. This guy. Can't catch a break. This guy. <laughs> it turns out, Stephen. Steve. Steve. It turns out. Matt's Canadian. Can you believe that? God I, damn the it. whole time I've been thinking he was cool. Uh.
for listening to our Real Actual Fake Podcast. I'm Cronin, that was Alec, and you can find us at our realactualfakepodcast.tumblr.com. If you want to send us an email, uh, ship that over at our realactualfakepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram and send us some Instagram DMs, follow us at ORAFP on Instagram. Thanks again. Bye.